Welcome to the Royal Geographical Society with IBG Ask the Geographer podcast series. I'm Laura and in each episode we'll be meeting a geographer to discuss their research and where geography has taken them. Access to portable water is fundamental to human health and sustainable development. Yet globally, billions of people face serious freshwater challenges, from water scarcity to water-related disasters such as floods and droughts. Friday the 22nd of March 2019 is World Water Day, an annual UN Observance Day that highlights the importance of fresh water and the sustainable management of freshwater resources. The theme for this year is leaving nobody behind. Marginalised groups such as women, children, refugees and indigenous peoples can often face discrimination in attempts to manage and access water safely. Overall, some 80% of the world's population live in areas with high water security threats. To explore these issues today, we're joined by UNESCO Chair of Water Science, Professor David Hanna, from the University of Birmingham. We discuss the hydrological cycle and big challenges related to water and water governance in a changing environment. What is the global hydrological cycle? The global water cycle represents the movement of water above, on and below the Earth's surface between different hydrological compartments, or as we would call them as hydrologist stores, that are joined by a variety of flows, or what we would term fluxes. The water moves from one store to another, such as from rivers to oceans, or from the ocean uh, to the atmosphere, by physical processes of evaporation, condensation, precipitation, infiltration, surface runoff and subsurface flow. As water moves through the cycle, it can take different forms in terms of liquid, solid as ice and snow, or as vapour. The global mass of water is fairly constant over time, but the partitioning of water into the major stores, snow, ice, groundwater, soil and the atmosphere is variable across space and time, depending on the range of climate and river basin or watershed controls and processes. You're UNESCO Chair of Water Sciences. What does that entail? UNESCO's Director General invited the University of Birmingham to establish the first ever UNESCO Chair in Water Sciences to facilitate interdisciplinary research, education and awareness raising to tackle water security around the world. On a personal level, I feel very honoured to be the chairholder and bring the banner of UNESCO to the University of Birmingham and to the UK. For university, it's a much wider accolade and recognises us as an inter- international uh, seat for excellence in research and education on hydrology and other water-related problems. The UNESCO Chair in Water Sciences at the University of Birmingham aims to develop a transformative approach to tackle wicked water problems that are multifaceted, interconnected problems that are very difficult to solve due to lack of data and changing human needs, amongst other reasons. To meet the Chair's aims and so enable sustainable development of finite water resources, we require new ways of addressing and rethinking the grand challenges related to water in a changing environment. Firstly, seeking to quantify the nature and extent of changes in hydrological stores and fluxes in terms of precipitation, river flow, frozen water, snow and glaciers. Secondly, we need to explain the drivers and causes of space-time patterns of change through the influences of climate, land use and by people. And thirdly, to reduce uncertainty of predictions under change, making projections into the future and for making predictions for places where we have no data. More specifically, we are pioneering understanding and providing information to respond to climate and human impacts on hydrological systems which are vital for the management of fresh waters. Around the world, environments and communities face water-related challenges. Can you tell me about particular challenges you've engaged with and where? Looking to the future, the biggest challenge uh, will be water security. 
access and the sustainable management of precious and finite water resources. We cannot tackle this without understanding the fundamentals of water science and how people interact with water. At Birmingham we've been able to reconceptualise the ways in which we think about hydrologic systems by showing that they cannot be viewed purely in the context of natural processes. Humans are very much embedded in and modify the hydrological cycle in both positive and negative ways. Thus interdisciplinary approaches that span natural and social sciences are needed to unlock the global water challenges of relevance to society. As a specific example, at the river basin or watershed scale, we are working in remote mountain regions where poverty is often interlocked with multiple ecosystem service threats, data scarcity and high uncertainty. In these environments we believe it's paramount to generate locally relevant knowledge about multiple water-dependent ecosystem services and how they impact local livelihoods. This is often highly problematic because existing environmental data tends to be both geographically biased towards more densely populated regions and prioritised towards economic activities that bypass the poor. We are addressing this major challenge through research in high mountain environments in Peru, Nepal, Kyrgyzstan and Ethiopia that makes better use of new, more cost-effective sensing technologies and by harnessing people's, local people's knowledge as citizen scientists and stakeholders to leverage the potential of more participatory approaches in addressing wicked water problems, issues around water supply, irrigation, soil fertility and land use. Our goal is to work with local communities to improve sustainable water resource management and achieve locally actionable solutions to the water crisis and in doing so help alleviate poverty through better decision making on water dependent ecosystems. How is our changing climate impacting the hydrological cycle? The scientific community has agreed that the Earth's water cycle is changing. There is widespread understanding that climate change is altering atmospheric water vapour, clouds, precipitation and runoff patterns, as well as water stored in cold regions as snow and glaciers and in groundwater. For example, as the lower atmosphere becomes warmer, evaporation increases and the amount of water circulating in the atmosphere increases. A consequence of this is of this higher atmospheric moisture is increased frequency of intense precipitation extremes over land. In addition, because of warmer temperatures, more precipitation is falling as rain rather than snow. In some parts of the northern hemisphere, earlier spring-like conditions are leading to a shift earlier in the year in peaks of snowmelt runoff while glaciers in some regions are shrinking, resulting in less meltwater to sustain summer low flows. As a consequence, the in the seasons of highest water demand, typically the summer and autumn, are being impacted by reduced freshwater availability. Higher temperatures have also led to increased drying of the land surface in some areas, which has increased the occurrence and severity of drought. Our research suggests that hydrological drought occurrence will increase in several areas of the globe by the end of the 21st century, with regional hotspots including South America, Central and Western Europe. Here the frequency of drought is anticipated to increase by more than 20%. It should be noted, however, that there are many uncertainties that remain in the prediction of future climate change impacts on the water cycle. These uncertainties are due to lack of knowledge and complexity of the hydrological cycle and processes, insufficient and incomplete data sets, as well as dependent upon the choice of modelling scenario and approach used. Nonetheless, state-of-the-art models do consistently predict that the hydrological cycle will become more variable with increasing risk of drought and floods. What sort of physical measures can be taken to improve these impacts? Human modification of the water cycle is wide-reaching and complex, and it increasingly adds to climate change effects due to population growth and other socio-economic and cultural changes. In adapting to the impacts of climate change on the water cycle, we need to make interventions either on the supply side moderating human influences on terrestrial hydrological processes, notably through land use change and through engineering and nature-based solutions, or on the demand side through technological solutions, legal and policy frameworks, behavioural change and other instruments that can be used to make water use or water consumption more efficient. So-called smart combinations of supply-side and demand-side approaches are needed 
but we need to recognise that new supply-side infrastructure may be necessary, especially in developing countries, where the challenge is often not to curb demand, but to meet minimum human health-driven standards. Sustainable Development Goal number 6 seeks to ensure availability and sustainable management water and sanitation for all. In this context, how does your research support these aims? Access to drinkable water is a key requirement for human health, prosperity and security. Yet billions of people worldwide are confronted with serious water-related challenges, including water scarcity, poor quality, lack of sanitation facilities, and water-related disasters such as floods and droughts. Overall, it's estimated that 80% of the world's population lives in areas with high water security threats for at least one month a year. The work of the UNESCO Chair in Water Science at the University of Birmingham maps directly onto UN Sustainable Development Goal 6 to ensure availability and sustainable uh, management of water and sanitation for all. In this context, our research is relevant and important to achieve access to drinking water for all, protect and restore water-related ecosystems including mountains, forests, wetlands and rivers, improve water quality by reducing pollution, expand international cooperation and support for developing countries in water-related research and education activities to build capacity in people and institutions, and to support and strengthen the participation of local communities for improving water management. To achieve this, our UNESCO Chair brings together researchers from a range of disciplines, science, engineering, social sciences, arts and humanities, with policymakers and the public to raise awareness of water security and global water-related issues. Why is governance important for safeguarding the hydrological cycle? Deepening our understanding of water science is vital, but our knowledge of water is incomplete without considering the wider social and political context that organise water's management as a resource. Human geography colleagues at Birmingham are examining these aspects of water governance, how the patterns of formal rule and informal social structures come together in different countries to influence decisions around water access and allocation. We have learned that governance is not just about formal water laws. It considers the informalities that shape all human choices, especially the attitudes and beliefs that influence our everyday decisions. By investigating whether we are using our water in the most accessible ways and how we can improve local communities' decision-making over water resources in the future, we can strive for a more equitable and sustainable framework for water allocation management. There are many unanswered questions on water governance which colleagues are working to address. These are, do we have the right mix of organisations and institutions to manage our water? Who gets to decide how water is allocated? And what arrangements can empower water management by local communities into the future? Water resource challenges are only set to intensify in future. This demands new and more creative governance approaches, sensitive not just to growing scientific knowledge, but also the needs and viewpoints of all peoples. For more information on resources and CPD events to support geographical learning, visit www.rgs.org forward slash schools or follow us on Twitter at rgs underscore IBG schools for the latest updates. This recording was supported by the Global Learning Programme. For more resources to encourage your pupils' understanding of global issues and development, visit www.glp.globaldimension.org.uk. Thanks for listening.